Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. I'm Jen Cutter and welcome to DTNS Gaming News Monthly for April 2022. Your one-stop catch-up for the biggest gaming stories from the past month, with a heads-up on major game releases for the month ahead. This show will help bring you up to speed with the info you need to know about the discourse. Back in February, the Entertainment Software Association cancelled its in-person E3 event this year, citing ongoing health risks. At the time, the ESA could not confirm whether a digital E3 would take place. Well, now they can confirm and there won't be. IGN reports the ESA's E3 will return in 2023 with a reinvigorated showcase delivering a revitalized physical and digital E3 experience next summer. In other event-canceling news, following Blizzard's announcement they'd not hold the annual BlizzCon event, they've since decided to reveal updates for their various games over the course of the next three months. The next World of Warcraft expansion will be announced on April 19th, and the WoW mobile game gets time in the spotlight in May. Blizzard already announced the Overwatch 2 beta will launch in April, but it will lack any PvE opportunities to better focus on the PvP aspects. Overwatch 2's game director Aaron Keller apologized for the poor communication about development in an update video, adding the delay on PvE news is to give the team more time. The closed beta taking place this spring includes four new maps, a new hero, hero reworks, a new ping system, as well as the reduction of team sizes from 6v6 to 5v5. You can opt into the beta at playoverwatch.com. Lastly in Blizzard news, the Wall Street Journal reports three investors are being investigated over allegations of insider trading relating to Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Barry Diller once described himself as a longtime friend of CEO Bobby Kotick, and they worked together on Coca-Cola's board of directors. Alexander von Furstenberg is the stepson of Barry Diller, and David Geffen is another friend. The three men reportedly invested around $108 million in Activision Blizzard days before the Microsoft announcement. Their investment could be worth north of $200 million once the deal closes later this year. Diller told the Wall Street Journal the investment was made without inside knowledge and was just a lucky bet. The Justice Department is investigating whether the trades violated insider trading laws, and the Securities and Exchange Commission is separately conducting a civil insider trading investigation. If you've never heard of the website Moby Games, it was founded in 1999 and it is basically the gaming equivalent of IMDb, hosting a huge database of video game credits along with screenshots and platform information. Moby Games has been purchased by Atari for $1.5 million. Atari's statement reads, The Moby Games community has played a sustained and important role in the documentation, celebration, and preservation of video games. 
Atari CEO Wade Rosen stresses, It's important to Atari that Moby Games retains every bit of its integrity, and we're committed to supporting the site in ways that improve the experience for both contributors and users. Here's hoping those words hold true. Back in 2010, the site was sold to Gamefly, the US-only by-mail game rental service, and they launched a very unpopular redesign for Moby Games, which thankfully ended up reverted in a 2013 sale to current site runner Jeremiah Freyholtz. Atari says Freyholtz will remain in his role as general manager. It's almost a feat to be on social media these days without something related to From Software's Elden Ring crossing your feed. The new IP achieved 12 million worldwide sales within 17 days of launch. Ars Technica notes the sales pace is faster at launch than Grand Theft Auto 4, Skyrim, and Witcher 3. Elden Ring is also close to the pace of Grand Theft Auto 5, which, in 2014, sold around 29 million copies six weeks after launching. An Elden Ring PC bug was patched, ending the scourge of invaders visiting your game and teleporting your character to out-of-bounds locations, causing you to fall to your death over and over and over with no way to rescue the character from this fate. While videos on Twitter of the exploit are funny from a distance, I'm glad players can resume getting their faces kicked in by bosses instead of hackers. Street Fighter VI was announced in February with no actual news outside of Hey look, it's Street Fighter VI! with more to come expected in summer 2022. In actual Street Fighter news, six years after launch, Street Fighter V received a surprise definitive update already live on PC and PS4. The update includes battle balance changes, tracksuit colors, the Capcom Sound Team's band remixes are now selectable as background tracks instead of only being on the Street Fighter YouTube channel, and there are two selectable screen filters. There's a cel-shaded filter and a pixel filter, both funky in their own way, but only selectable for offline play, not during online matches. This summer, the Sony-owned EVO 2022 will happen in person in Vegas, August 5th to 7th, featuring nine games as main events, all on PlayStation 4s. This year's EVO main matches include Street Fighter V Champion Edition, Guilty Gear Strive, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Tekken 7, King of Fighters 15, Melty Blood Type Lumina, Dragon Ball, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and Skullgirls Second Encore. Registration and ticket sales are open now at evo.gg. This is the first Evo without Nintendo's Super Smash Bros. Ultimate since 2019. Nintendo previously tried to shut down Evo streams in 2013 over Smash footage, and has since partnered with Panda Global for future Smash events yet to be announced. Epic Games announced a pretty big change to Fortnite. Fortnite Zero Build Mode, a mode that, predictably, has none of the Twitch action building mechanics usually necessary for survival in the Battle Royale, will be permanent following the current Chapter 3 Season 2 Resistance, and not just a temporary mode. It's not replacing the previous Build Enable mode, just adding an additional option on the Discover page for solos, duos, trios, and squads. In Zero Build, players have a recharging overshield to compensate for the lack of on-demand cover. As someone who stinks at building, this actually makes me want to check out the game again since I might have a slim chance of success up from my previous zero. Another reason to revisit Fortnite might be their support for humanitarian relief for Ukraine. From March 20th through to April 3rd, Epic is committing all Fortnite proceeds to relief, and Xbox also agreed to commit their net proceeds from Fortnite towards the effort. As of recording, over $100 million have been raised and will be distributed to organizations including the United Nations Children Fund, the United Nations World Food Program, the UN Refugee Agency, World Central Kitchen, and Direct Relief. 
bit of a quiet month on the Microsoft side of things. Microsoft's latest Xbox beta software introduces a change to how gameplay can be shared to Twitter. In a previous beta, gamers had to use a mobile app in order to share clips to the social network, and the current beta restores the ability to do so from the console directly. Windows Central is reporting Microsoft is planning to introduce an Xbox Game Pass family plan later in 2022. The plan may provide access to Xbox Game Pass for up to five players, priced cheaper than purchasing individual accounts. The family plan will also likely integrate with the company's family account system, the same way as Microsoft 365 family subscriptions work. No pricing or exact timing details are available yet, and this report follows the confirmation announcement of Sony's changes to PlayStation Plus. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago... If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Sony finally and officially revealed their plan to compete with Microsoft's Game Pass, formerly codenamed Spartacus. The new system keeps the name PlayStation Plus, but has three tiers instead of one. The lowest tier, PlayStation Plus Essential, is the same price as the existing PS Plus offering at $9.99 a month or $59.99 a year. It also includes the same features like online multiplayer, cloud storage for saved games, and two downloadable games a month. If you're already subscribed to PlayStation Plus, this is the tier you'll be automatically converted to, no action required. The middle tier is PlayStation Plus Extra. It adds a downloadable catalog of up to 400 PS4 and PS5 games for $14.99 a month or $99.99 a year. And the top tier is called PlayStation Plus Premium. It adds the ability to download and stream PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, and PSP games. You can also stream PS3 games. And if you're in a market that has PS Now, you can stream those plus PS4 games as well. This tier gains access to time-limited game trials. PlayStation Plus Premium costs $17.99 a month or $119.99 a year. PlayStation Now customers will be automatically converted to this tier. Sony doesn't offer streaming in every market, so there's a special tier called PlayStation Deluxe that'll be cheaper than premium in those areas, though the exact prices weren't announced. It includes the downloadable games from OG PlayStation, PS2, and PSP, plus the time-limited game trials. Note that Sony will not be making its first-party titles available in PlayStation Plus on the day of release. All of this begins in June in Asia, followed by Europe and North America. As a final note for PS3 and Vita users, and I know you're out there, 
you won't be able to renew subscriptions on those consoles and will have to do it on desktop or mobile instead. Sony reiterates, If you've remained subscribed, any PS3 and Vita benefits, such as previously redeemed monthly games, will continue to be accessible. So at least those consoles aren't totally cut off unnecessarily. This announcement landed with a bit of a resounding meh, since it basically unchanged from the initially reported rumors and it lacks a big wow factor, like how Microsoft does make first and also many third-party games available on Game Pass at launch. Gran Turismo 7 launched on March 4th on PS4 and PS5, and the ride's been a bit bumpy for everyone since then. The game was offline for over a day, limiting players to just a handful of modes, tiny car selection, and no way to earn credits to spend at the dealership or on upgrades. Post-resumption of services, game director Kazunori Yamauchi apologized for the outage and also commented on the sharp reduction on credit payouts for races compared to launch. I do think it's important for it to be linked with the real-world prices. I want to make GT7 a game in which you can enjoy a variety of cars lots of different ways, and, if possible, would like to try to avoid a situation where a player must mechanically keep replaying certain events over and over again. To share an example pointed out by Vice's Rob Zachney, Gran Turismo 7 is selling a McLaren for 8.5 million credits, or about $185 US if you just wanted to pay cash. Uh, yeah, if I wanted a fancy ride, and I do, I'd absolutely be running my game console overnight with a button taped down. This trend of full-priced games building in microtransactions that make free-to-play games seem slightly less predatory in comparison is an awful trend in gaming. Several days after this announcement landed in the community with a cartoonish thud, Yamauchi returned and apologized for the frustration and confusion caused last week, and that players will receive a non-paid credit pack of 1 million credits. A patch scheduled for early April includes increased rewards for online races, new one-hour endurance missions with higher reward settings, more used and legend cars being sold at a time, and a higher cap on how many non-paid credits gamers could have at a time, up to 100 million from the previous barrier of 20 million. No word on any future changes to the live service always online structure of the game. Bungie filed a lawsuit in a Washington court against John Doe's 1-10 over fraudulent DMCA notices filed in its name, as well as five additional causes including violation of consumer protection law and trademark abuse. Last week, major Destiny content creators were given false copyright takedowns by a non-Bungie-affiliated Gmail account impersonating Bungie's actual anti-piracy partner, CSC. Bungie claims these actions caused nearly incalculable damage and added weaknesses in YouTube system allowed this abuse to continue. Bungie believes these fake takedowns were retaliation for recently served legitimate notices from the company. Courts move slowly at the best of times, so it'll be a while before we hear more about the Doe defendants after their identities are revealed and whether or not it proceeds to trial instead of a settlement. The calling out of YouTube in the suit may motivate some changes in the current DMCA system implementation, but it's all wait and see for now. And the PlayStation 2 classic Katamari Damacy celebrated its 18th anniversary back on March 18th. If you've never experienced having to clean up after the King of All Cosmos accidentally destroyed every star in the sky while on a bender, there's an HD remake, Katamari Damacy Reroll, available on PC and basically every console. The OST will live in my brain forever. The 14.0.0 Nintendo Switch firmware update adds improved wireless headphone support. First introduced in the previous update, this time around you can now control volume with the console's volume buttons or use the Bluetooth audio device controls with indicators on screen of any adjustments. 
Nintendo also added a folder feature to the UI called Groups. It doesn't change anything on the home screen, as user-created groups are only available when viewing the All Software section. And My Mushroom Kingdom for a future Switch update that gives me proper folders and theme options like their previous handouts. The previously scheduled for April 9th release of Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp no longer has a set date. When contacted by Kotaku asking about Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine, a Nintendo spokesperson emailed the statement, While we have nothing to announce on this topic, we would like to express our concern for all those affected by the conflict. And Wave 1 of the DLC booster pack for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is now live. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was released on the Switch in April 2017, and this is the first DLC for the enhanced version of the 2014 Wii U title. The Booster Chorus Pass can be purchased on its own, or is available free to Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack members. The DLC brings in tracks from previous Mario Kart editions and, for the first time, some courses from the mobile Mario Kart Tour. Notable releases this April include... LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga on absolutely everything on April 5th. Chrono Cross The Radical Dreamers Edition lands on Switch April 7th. Also April 7th is Slipstream, an Outrun-inspired retro racing game coming to everything including the Switch. 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, previously only on PS4, becomes available on the Switch April 12th. Yet more Switch stuff this month, including Bush Hockey on April 14th. It's rated M for Mature and out long ago on every other platform. Even if you're desperate for hockey on Switch, or even just a less complicated hockey game than EA's NHL series, keep your expectations mediocre. It's like a wannabe NBA Jam version of hockey and filled with references from the 1977 film Slapshot. So yeah, it's like that. The opposite of an M-rated game, the Chill Cat Cafe Manager, hits PC and Switch April 14th. And the opposite of Cute and Chill, a survival horror game Tormented Souls launches on the Switch the same April 14th. The Switch edition of MLB The Show, with crossplay enabled, comes out April 27th, Kaiju Wars hits the PC April 28th, and Nintendo Switch Sports goes live on April 29th. I will see you all in bowling. That's all for this month. If you have any kind of gaming question, console, PCs, retro, whatever, feel free to ping me on Twitter or Instagram. Both are at Jen Cutter, and that's Jen with two N's. Have fun out there, and I look forward to bringing you another DTNS Gaming News Monthly next month. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.